Sure, you ready? Yes, I'm ready. For your first radio show appearance? Yes, I'm ready to become a celebrity. Excellent. <laughs> He's gonna be a star. Butterscotch shenanigans. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 57 of Coffee with Butterscotch, the game dev comedy podcast of Butterscotch shenanigans. I'm Seth, and I'm the games programmer. I'm Sam, and I'm the art programmer. I'm Carol, and I'm the nerd herder. I'm sure, and I'm the game mechanic. And today is July 26, 2016. And before we get started, we have a warning. Anything could happen on this show. There's going to be profanity, all kinds of other stuff too. So if you are a young youngster or a child or, or a whatever. A wee babe. If you're, if you got the sensitive mind parts. Yeah, if you're uh, a wee baby. A wee. Then, <laughs> get, then get yourself out of here. Uh, okay. What's going on this week, guys? Well, we have a new... Voice. A new This is sure. Uh, well, why don't you just why don't you tell us about yourself? Hello, what are you doing here? Who are you? <laughs> Hello, everybody. My name is Sure. Very nice to be on the podcast. I'm the new game mechanic in training, and I've been doing a bunch of uh, learning in the training dungeon. Uh, <laughs> you know, just looking at all that's the right, gorgeous. That's what we call it. Yeah. Yeah, looking at all the gorgeous torturing tools, or I mean, game making tools, and yep. you know, learn just just learning how to use them. And we got a good picture of you. With, uh, I think we put up yesterday. Yeah. Of of you next to the whiteboard with just a whole bunch of really bizarre drawings behind you of weird, sad looking, uh, amorphous <laughs> shaped <laughs> things and. If you're really deep enough, though, you'll see the meaning behind it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like the picture because it looks like it's one of those pictures where you have, like, the mind of a person sort of blown out behind them in visual form. Like a real-life comic whiteboard. book yeah. thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, all the equations that are going on. Yeah. 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 It's a description of my of my mental state that I have my mind being blown. No, what equations. I thought was kind of funny, though, was somebody made a joke about it on Twitter. And they go, oh, depth equals negative Y. I know your secrets now. But actually, that's a really important function yeah. that is used to make all of our top-down games. So, you know, I, you guess, they, I guess they did learn something. Yeah. 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 And where are you from originally? You're from? I was originally from China. Moved to the United States when I was 16. Had high school here. Had college here. And now I'm here making games. Now, were you an, were you a fluent English speaker when you came to the U.S.? When when I was first here, when people ask me what's up, I literally look up and just be like, nothing is up. <laughs> there is what are you talking why? about? Weirdos. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So when anyway, welcome to the studio. It's been great having you here. Uh, he's been very laser focused for the past yeah. couple of weeks. So yeah. I'm kind That's- of kind of running him through the ringer. I think what uh, what game are you making this week? This week, the next two days. Yeah, it's uh, it's called the uh, Battle Chickens. Battle Chickens, and uh, it's uh, <laughs> it's just in, it's uh, I've been making uh, motion uh, action focused games in the past few weeks. So right now I'm doing a more uh, interface heavy turn based, uh, uh, a little bit like Pokemon. So mm-hmm. trying to explore like a different element to learn a few a uh, few new things. So our next game is going to be Battle Chickens Go. <laughs> We've just this is the official announcement. Yeah. You're all the first it's to happening. hear it. Yeah, and we aren't devoting any art resources to it, so <laughs> it will be sort of stick figure esque. Um, yeah. But uh, the cool thing is, Sure's training regiment is pretty freaking intense. So the last two weeks has been what a game a week. Last two weeks, and then yep. now it's a game in four days, three days, three, three days. days. Yeah. And then uh, so he's making actually two games this week. So he finishes this one on Wednesday and then another one by Friday. And then next week is a game every day, um, which if some of you have been around for a while, you might have remembered the Butterscotch Jam where Seth and I did that uh, every day for five days, which pumped out a lot of weird stuff, including extreme sloth cycling, which we'll never see the light of day, but it exists. Yeah. So, And we also did our it was our speed crafting where every mm-hmm. Monday we made a game and that's where Flop Rocket and Roid Rage yeah. came from as well. Yep. Um, so it is possible to make a, a, a decent game in a day. And that's where we're going to be getting sure up to that up to that point. Yeah, I'm super excited to see all the weird stuff that you come up with. It's already been really fun to see all the games you've been putting out. And <laughs> I wonder if there's a way for us to like share those with people or if that's not a thing that we should do. Maybe. Well, <laughs> it's these these are sort of like a, these are disposable experiments, yeah, you know, that are meant for training. learning. So They're like sketches, I guess. Yeah. You, you ever hear the phrase like, yeah, uh, we're just going to throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. So in this case, we're just throwing sure at the wall. <laughs> yeah. Until he sticks. Every day. But very they're, true. They're funny. I mean, they're, they're game jam games. So it's yeah. fun little 
little goofy things to see what you know what somebody who's who's new to game development can create in a short period of time. I think it could actually yeah. be really. Yeah. Sure, you'd only made what one game before this. Yes, but you one. hadn't programmed, right? No, not really. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, he's yeah. learning everything yeah. from the ground up. It's honestly, it's, like, it's, a, it's a tremendously like uh, exciting experience. Uh, just learning a lot of new things, and you know, just like and unlearning a lot of things too. Because uh, the main thing is uh, the biggest. The biggest point is just you know remain flexible and let the fun emerge. Because mm-hmm. uh, previously, I always thought, okay, I have this great idea. I have this best idea. I'm gonna make this best game. Mm-hmm. You know, but then as you actually build it, you find out you know you can actually tweak things around to make it even more fun mm-hmm. versus than what you originally imagined mm-hmm. so you know you kind of have to let let it emerge iteration iteration, iteration instead well, of vision and this is why we always kind of say that if somebody wants to be a game designer um that it's a uh, kind of a weird thing to think that you can do if you've never actually built, built a game, game right mm-hmm. because uh you can you can sort of armchair design and and critique other people's games that they've made uh but until you've actually put the systems together yourself and started cha- you know tweaking the knobs and changing the values play it's testing just, and seeing reactions yeah, and, yeah it is just really really hard to know what works and what doesn't you know absolutely so. um and then otherwise we are we're on new podcasting equipment yeah, yeah. Yeah, we finally got, finally got some some mics intended to be used the way that we were For using podcast. them. So I really hope we sound good. Do we sound better? I who knows? Let we us know, know on podcast.bscotch.net. Well, <laughs> to be fair, this is our first time using it, so yeah. I don't know. Um, and we are good. we are on these kind of squeaky cardboard chairs, uh, yeah. which might be better. Yeah, I'm trying to restrain my, my movement. Yeah, we got to hold still. Uh, hold on to your butt jiggles. Yeah. But <laughs> out of control. The problem we had before was, so we were all using USB mics and we were recording on individual computers. And one thing we didn't know, and Fat Bard, who does all of our podcast editing, revealed to us, uh, is that these USB mics, they get out of sync just a little bit. And so by the time you've done a one hour podcast, everybody's mic is just a few seconds off of everybody else's mic. So we did all this this elaborate crap like we would clap five times at the beginning of the podcast and then clap five times at the end of the podcast. And then he would sync up the claps and shrink like the tracks. Stretch and, out our tracks so that they would match. Yeah. Up. And then apparently, I think I think last week or yeah, it was last week, um, we had a weird error at the end where somebody stopped recording and then started recording again right before we did the claps. And then one track was out of sync and it just sounded <laughs> like a crazy echo. Uh, so now we're, we all have real equipment meant to be in the same room. Yeah. Hopefully it sounds better and for he you just, guys. Yeah, he came in and he just like swooped in, yeah. set it up, and left within. He's five, sort 10 of minutes. an audio eagle. Yeah, just, you know, I went. So I went over. <laughs> <laughs> I went over to his place uh, last night because his wife teaches voice lessons. I'm taking voice lessons from her. Oh, cool! And so Patrick was in there in his in his little audio dungeon doing his thing, and I walk in, and there's this really intense, creepy music. It sounds kind of like a blend between Inception and some sort of like dark horror music. And he has this really cool thing called music to art, art to music, where he'll either, he'll make a song and send it to an artist and then they make a picture or an artist gives him a piece of artwork and then he makes a song out of it. And so he had the, he was doing that one that day. And the art piece of artwork was this creepy, big, like fortress skeletal looking wow. thing. Mm-hmm. And the music he built was this, I mean, I'm sure you can probably find it. It's probably up today. Um, but it's, it's this just terrifying, like blinding. <laughs> it was incredible to see. And he's like, Oh, it's not done yet. I've been working on it for 10 minutes. I'm like what? <laughs> yeah. He's fast. He's a wizard. Fast and good. He's a um, pro. And then uh, this morning we, we played some Codename Brunch. Codename mm-hmm. Brunch, playable. Oh, yeah. so good. <laughs> so all that all that's there because I so I crunched out the numbers and it turns out that just because of our various other commitments right now, I have to put about ninety six percent of my of my work time into Crashland still, and so I haven't been able to work on Codename Brunch as much as I'd like. Uh, also known as Zero. Uh, so, but we have, we have kind of an, an existing playable build where basically you can just be a quadrupus and you can run around over the local network. And so we had what we had four of us yeah. in there running yeah. around and, uh, it was weirdly entertaining. Getting attacked by weird placeholder NPCs. Placeholder NPCs <laughs> named, uh, Rascals. 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 They're just like these little, little white snowman looking things. Yeah. yeah. It's been, it's, uh. It's cool to see it, see the networking actually go and to just, just to feel that little beginning part of how fun it is to actually hang out with other people in a game context again. Yeah, with no Can't game mechanics or anything. All you can do is run around next to each other. Yeah. Well, I mean, even in this context, uh, 
you both knew more about the environment than me and Andy did. Mm. And so you would say, hey, follow me. We're going to go to the grasslands. (laughs) (laughs) We just followed you directly north of where we were. And suddenly it started turning green. Lo and behold, it's the grasslands. And it's just like Mm -hmm. that little secret thing of... The multiplayer, knowledge, yeah. yeah, the multiplayer sharing knowledge and like exposing the exposing right. the various secrets and excitements of the I game. Can't it's, wait. I mean, it's it's so minuscule right now, but even just that element of we're all hanging out in a game space, mm-hmm. and, and I will show you the world. Yeah, <laughs> I can show you the grasslands. Now I have another secret about the grasslands. Oh yeah, you can just actually go any direction. Is it radio? <laughs> <laughs> You just gotta walk. Yeah, as we said, uh, everything is super hacked in right now. Um, yeah. I think the other exciting thing about it is Carol and I have been planning. Primarily, Carol. <laughs> Actually, Carol's yeah, been. We've been working pretty. We've hard been together. brainstorming together, and then Carol's been putting together the plans for what we refer to as the hype train. Choo 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 choo. All aboard! All aboard the hype train! <laughs> so we're going to we're going to Codename Brunch on the hype train, and so the question that we've been trying to answer is when we look at these games that have had, you know, sort of knockout successes, indies, um, talking about something like Starbound or Nuclear Throne, mm-hmm. um, a lot of these, a lot of these games that frankly have way done a way better job of letting people know that they exist than we ever have. Uh, we wanted to ask the question, how did they do that? And how could we do better at that? And so we've been trying to answer that this week. And I think we've come up with a really cool schedule for sort of baseline content and community content, which will start rolling out end of this week and next week which includes stories and art and a bunch of other cool stuff yeah we're gonna um, we're gonna start this whole new thing when we roll out the new website we're gonna be doing the scoop of butterscotch weekly roundup yeah the butter kind of scoop you, the butter scoop <laughs> so it's like uh another another window into the studio to kind of talk about what we've done and show you all the stuff that we've put out so if you miss twitter posts or if you miss you know instagrams and things like that and the lore post. Yeah, not that you should. Though. Not that no, you should. Yeah. You should definitely be just voraciously reading absolutely everything. Yeah, turn on yeah. alerts for just when we post so that it just comes through like a text message. Like, yes. oh, then, Butterscotch yeah, posted another turn selfie. Turn on an alarm. Put an alarm in your house that is super <laughs> blaringly loud and make it, you know, hook yeah. it up with And ift. to make sure that you don't miss anything, you know, you should probably just unsubscribe from all other non-Butterscotch related subreddits, mm-hmm. content, yeah. probably block all your friends from sending you texts. It's important so not miss to be one. well-rounded. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, we want you to dedicate your life to us. Yeah, yeah. so we're, we're gonna try to <laughs> provide that level of uh, of of depth and stuff. And I think, Are you butterscotchy? Get sticky. What's next? <laughs> Get sticky. <laughs> what's next on the schedule? I guess tomorrow. Tomorrow's Wednesday, so this podcast tomorrow's will be coming podcast out. day, and then Thursday. This is something that we're gonna experiment with. Mm-hmm. We want to do karaoke Thursday, <laughs> which will just be a real quick, a real quick clip. Of all of us in the office singing something because we, we do it all so the time. Much. Yeah, we're always screaming and singing. So that'll be probably on Instagram or Twitter, I guess. Uh, all both. of it. All of it. We're gonna put it on all of it. Everything. Twitter just announced that they can allow up to 140 seconds worth of video, Whoa. so we can have we can do over song. two minutes. <laughs> over two minutes. Yeah. That's a pretty big departure it. from uh, right? six, six seconds. Six. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. That's cool. Pretty phenomenal. Cool. So. Yeah. So we're really excited to be rolling that out. Um. If you guys have any suggestions, we have a bunch of fun ideas up our sleeve that we'll be implementing here and over the next couple of weeks um, while when Adam and Andy get off being able to um, are doing their butterscotch ID system stuff and creator work. So if you have any ideas, though, about games that you've seen that you were maybe following for six months, a year before they came out and you thought, whoa, they did this thing that was just freaking awesome, whether it was, you know, merch beforehand or just dev streams regularly. Uh, we got some other really fun stuff in the works, but we definitely like to hear if anybody has ideas. Yeah, and what would just be, what would be fun? What would be cool? Yeah, so we what would get you high? Yeah. Get a Juice box <laughs> underpants. <laughs> Carol, that was an excellent gasp. <laughs> now, Carol. Yes. You did some. You did something weird recently. Carol was supposed to learn how to kill a man on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. So I I uh, set up. Uh, I, a few weeks back, I decided, I, you know what I really want to do? I want to learn some fucking Krav Maga. So yeah, what's Krav, not Krav just Maga? Regular. Yeah, well, yeah, Krav, Maga. Krav Maga. Yeah, so Krav Maga is, I think it's an Ara- Israeli military martial art. So it is. It is meant to fuck you up. <laughs> well, no, fuck up it. the opponent. Fuck up somebody. Right. Isn't the, the goal? It's supposed to be like the shortest. The shortest route to death for the other person is like the mantra of Krav Maga. Sounds right? about right. You're supposed basically. to just. It's for killing. 
Attorneys are a killing machine. (laughs) I would like to understand how to utilize my body in in an extenuating circumstance. Mm -hmm. And so I put it out on, you know, on my social media. I was like, hey, ladies, I'm going to set up a private class for women only who are Krav Maga. Anybody interested? Let me know. And I got like 15 girls who were like, fuck yes. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to kill a man. (laughs) Awesome. And that 15 girls eventually became five girls. Of course. Uh, But so we set up a class at a... uh, martial arts studio here in St. Louis and we we had it over this weekend and we show up and the guy's like, well, what do you actually want to learn? And we're like, you know, we're, we're interested in doing this for self-defense, you know, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, let me tell you what, I'm a cop. I've been a cop for 20 years and I've been a detective for 10 years and I have seen some shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes and he like, he lectures us for like a half an hour and then he g- goes and grabs dull knives and has us start like, he goes, this side, this is Mr. Pokey. This side, this is Mr. Slicey. What? <laughs> and he continues to show us how to disarm knife-wielding criminals instead of actually teaching us Krav Maga. So the five of us <laughs> are just like walking around this martial arts studio, stabbing each other and like pretending to slice each other. And like we're just like learning how to like, you know, basically dis uh, like uh, secure the knife and then do disarm secure, it. And do you then- secure it in your chest? <laughs> Basically, you use, <laughs> I'll take you, use you, your just, body. you take the first stab and then you just wrench it away. <laughs> no, I mean, will you like part of it is you have to think about where that's why he explained the difference between Mr. Pokey and Mr. Slicey. Mm. Do you have to think about where the knife has to go in order to cause you lethal harm? And then you have to secure the knife using your body basically as an anchor. And then that's when you actually start pulling the other person and break some fucking arms and wrists. Whoa. And so we had to do it all <laughs> completely slow motion because he, he was saying that somebody in class before had actually broken her wrist while doing practice work. Right. And he's like, she screamed so much. I like how that's what he was upset about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah really but, you know, she really, she really did some Krav Maga, though. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. her wrist was broken. I feel like yeah. if you're like, I went to Krav Maga and someone broke their wrist. But I'm that pretty would sure. Be Part yep, of the course. Seems it wasn't reasonable. actually Krav Maga. He was just like teaching us street smarts and some weird hybrid. Was it still good or was it? It was. I guess the expectation was, was kind of patronizing. Violated. He was so <laughs> sexist. He's like, what? Why do you always want to slice people from behind? What do they teach you that in chick flicks or some shit? <gasps> and what? <then> like, <laughs> what is chick flicks? I don't know I what don't chick know. flicks he watches. I know, yeah. right? That is not in the notebook. And he was, was like, women are way more likely to cut men or cut people than men are because they're more emotional and knives are an emotional weapon. What? Like you're emotional and I love you for it but you're going to cut me. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, now I will. He really has seen some shit. That's for sure. Right? And so we, we all we all went to go get coffee to decompress afterwards. So we're like, so Aikido after this? Aichi? <laughs> maybe not knife wielding? Because oh, he was like, man. next class, I'll teach you how to handle guns. And we're all oh, like, God. backing away slowly. <laughs> like, oh, we just wanted to learn martial arts. We're just going to... Uh. So we're we're looking for an Aikido place now. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. I think it's a good idea to do like sort of martial arts rotations, you know? Just yeah. find just sort of briefly touch on all of them. Just kind of explore the ones you want and then find one that maybe matches your style more. Yeah. Well, mm. what's interesting about Aikido is it kind of lines up more along the lines of what I was saying about how I want to know how to utilize my body too. Isn't that where you whack people with a big stick? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Isn't that what Aikido is? Aikido is you basically use your body weight and your opponent's body weight to Judo? Maybe. I don't know. I think they're kind of similar. They they might be similar. But it's 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 as nonviolent as a martial arts gets, as far as I understand, is you're not you're not punching, you're not kicking, you are basically trying to disarm as best as possible without injuring. Yeah, um, Aikido's, like, uh, excuse my limited Japanese knowledge, but then Aikido's Aiki actually means something, I think it's like the harmony harmony of your keys, so the harmony of your energy. Mm. So it's like, so it's a way of harmonizing your energy. So that's... And then very, throwing people. Right. So <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, that. you obtain your internal harmony, then you can better use those energies out. Yeah. Yeah. But that sounds way more exciting to me now after experiencing <laughs> Mr. Slicey and the Mr. Pokey. I can't believe this. <laughs> it was pretty weird. Well, I have a story yesterday, which, or from this morning, actually, which involves a lot more harm than, uh, than your self-defense class, in oh, fact. Oh, no. So wow. this morning, I get up at... At the ripe old time at six o'clock, get dressed and everything, uh, quietly exit the bedroom because the fiance's still sleeping, and get my stuff set up on the computer, and then decide to go downstairs, grab a cup of coffee. 
And as I'm walking down the stairs, uh, it's been the case that in our house, or we had a handyman come by to do some work, and he lovingly like pledged the floors, okay, after he left to clean everything up. But for some reason, this was like six weeks ago, they've been, they're just slick. So if you're wearing socks, it's like a death trap, okay? <laughs> clean so, them too well. So I've been very careful, but on my way down the stairs today, at the top of the stairs, <laughs> I stepped and just just lost my balance completely. Right? Like my foot just left the staircase. No. And so I fell down the stairs. Oh my God. And I'm holding it in my right hand. I'm Wait, holding... you mean the staircase that kind of wraps around? Did you go down I the got, hole? I was on the first landing. So I was, I wasn't, I wasn't going to tumble down the whole thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, change directions. Just the bottom half of it. Okay. Um, but I was holding my like pillbox, which is that seven by four ridiculous pillbox. Oh no. Or seven by five. And so I go tumbling down and I grab with one arm, I grab the, the banister and so i managed to just to basically slow myself down so i stop at the second step to the bottom so i managed to save myself one bump pretty sure i like ripped something in my shoulder i'm not sure what's happening it just hurts a lot today oh, no. uh but yeah, so i thumped down the stairs and these pillbox things go just fucking flying Did all the over pills the place come out was it there are no pills and i was going down to fill oh, it up okay. so oh. there are pills in it, luckily. thank god for no pill confetti but they, i mean they really went all over the place like they went flying i'm not sure how much how hard i was flailing with my right arm but apparently it was powerful and the best part of it was <laughs> i hit the stairs and i'm like <laughs> I'm still like gripping onto the banister with this death grip so I slowly let go and then I'm just sort of waving my arm around I'm still just laying on the stairs and I look over and just start you know putting this pillbox back together while I'm stretching my arm I get back up and Diana's usually a light sleeper in the morning so I assumed that me falling down the staircase and making a shitload of noise, she would have been like, oh, are you okay? What happened? So there's nothing. And then I go down, <laughs> making my coffee. So there's not a few minutes pass. And then I hear from upstairs, see ya? <laughs> like, as if it's on a five minute delay. Like, what the? It's so like, I go back up there and you limped up there. She didn't even shoulder. know. She was like, she was like, hey, how's, how's it going? <laughs> Just screaming because she was awake. And I was like, did you hear the big noise? She's like, yeah, I thought it was in my dream. I woke up. And I was like, no, that was me falling down the stairs and nearly Five died. minutes ago. <laughs> so yeah, that happened. Oh, well, wow. I guess we'll see today how your injuries progress. Yeah, I'm hoping it's I'm hoping it's as sore as it's gonna get, because it's really tender. Oh. Yeah. Well, I got I got one story before we get to questions as well. So our our dad came down to visit this weekend and he is basically a druid. So he's, yeah. he yeah. somehow knows every plant and everything there is to know about every plant in the universe. So much so that Adam's uh, wife has taken to, as a as just a hobby, taking pictures of random plants she comes across and just texting them to him and saying, what is this? And he'll instantly reply with a Wikipedia-like knowledge <laughs> of where it grows and what it's called and how to cultivate it and, you know, everything. How much sunlight it needs. Yeah, so, so he was over here last weekend and... He was just kind of scoping out the trees in my yard, and he looks at the at the tree in the front yard. He looks up and he goes, "Oh!" And I said, "What?" And he goes, "Well, you got a you got a branch up there that has an old uh, grapevine wrapped around it. I'm pretty sure at some point somebody planted some grapevines on this tree, and it grew up too high. And at a certain point, it's it uh, strangled that branch up there. He's like, that branch is weak because of this grapevine. So he's just looking at this tree yeah. that has a little." He just glanced. Of- he just glanced at this tree, and he goes, "That branch, that's gonna, that's gonna come down." And uh, I was like, "Oh, huh. so <laughs> whatever, Dad." <laughs> so I'm like, "I should probably take care of that." And uh, two days later, a big ass storm comes, <laughs> and that branch is laying on my was, front yard with yesterday. a big ass grapevine wrapped right around the base. <laughs> I'm just like, "What the hell, man? <laughs> Who is this guy?" Yeah. Did you tell him that he has some sort I, of I haven't told him, but he does listen to this podcast, so he uh, will he will hear send you a text today. Be like, Way to go, I told Dad. you so. I'm a druid. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so now I got to figure out how to get this giant branch removed from my front yard, but that happened. All right, well, let's move on to questions. Now that we've got all of our stories out for the last couple of days. <laughs> uh, questions come from podcast.bscotch.net, and you can ask them whether or not you have a Bscotch ID or just as an anonymous user. If you have a Bscotch ID, you get a perk that you can use uh, on the forums, which is a cool coffee 
avatar. And so cool. So cool. And of course, you know, you get us to answer your questions. You get to put your words in our mouth, which is not as cool, but the avatar is good. It's kind of gross. Mm. It tastes disgusting every single Please time. Please wash but your hands. I, I think it's like, it's like coffee or wine, you know, it's, a, it's an acquired taste. Other people's questions. Yeah. The way okay. you acquire an acquired taste is just by drinking it or consuming it a lot while it tastes terrible. Mm. And eventually you just get used to how bad it is. And then you're like, I can distinguish between how bad this one is and how bad this one is. <laughs> and then you're a connoisseur. Right? Yes. At that yeah. point. Yes. Uh, so first question comes from Garen, who asks, during your podcast, you developed very interesting names for various demons. There's the Fantastic Demon, the Robo-Moe Ghost Goat, Mole Bathers, Bacon Babies. Do you ever consider including these manifestations in your games? Oh, oh well, we haven't, but now that you bring it up, <laughs> sure, let's do it. That's a good idea. Uh, well, I mean, we, the- never, we never did talk about the codename Brunch name ideas, because that was in the Lost Podcast. Oh, was it? That was in a lost podcast. Hell yeah. Maybe we should talk about that. I don't even remember. Because <laughs> he's lost. Kale, <laughs> bring us up to date. Bring us up to speed. So, uh, in the lost podcast, we mentioned that we were. <laughs> we were, for Codename Brunch, going to name all of the enemies after old people words. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which you're not supposed to call them that, apparently. <laughs> is that not a. Is well, that no, not it's because okay we asked Dad, our druid. Father, <laughs> like, hey, uh, what are some of those? Give old us pe- some good old people words. And he was like, "Fuck you, <laughs> asking me right now." Mark, you know those weird words you use because you're old. Dude. <laughs> I'm gonna call the 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 wraith of the grape on you now. Yeah, he knew exactly what you were talking about. He did. He's like, oh, you mean whippersnappers? Yeah, he did. He, he was just knew upset that he knew. I think you know, like I. I don't want to know this knowledge because that puts me in this category you've created for me. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we, I mean, they are, but still, we should maybe think maybe of a better name. Uh, <laughs> what, what do you call them? Uh, like antiques. Antique. Antiques. That might be worse. How about words from the old 50s? Uh, How about maybe classy old words? Mid-century <laughs> colloquialisms. Father, could you tell me some of those mid-century colloquialisms? (laughs) Colloquialisms. (laughs) Perhaps you could use your druid powers and we could spot some grapevines. Yeah, so what are some of them? What are Uh, we doing? Well, so the interesting thing we found is that you have to be very careful because it turns out a lot of these uh, mid-century colloquialisms are mega racist. Are basically (laughs) racist terms, uh, which was very surprising. I'd say about two-thirds. Yeah, so... You go, we were going through this list uh, and literally just looked up. And again, I looked up old people words <laughs> and I found these huge lists of them. So clearly I'm not necessarily in the wrong because <laughs> of the category here. Everybody agrees. So we're going through and uh, I, I just grabbed you know a ton of them and put them in. And then I think one of them, I had just read a New York Times article about someone's misuse of, uh, it was some, some word that was actually slang for a Jewish person, oh, but geez. that now, but nowadays, because it's been so long that people have used it in that particular context, that it's sort of lost, it's lost a lot of that racial edge to it. And most people don't know that it's a, Even it's a something thing. that's a negative and connotation. So some journalists used it and had used it before and no one had ever said a word about it. And then it got sort of called out by someone. I can't remember what the word was, but but I just read that article randomly like the day before, and then I saw that in the list, and it set off this alarm. I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> you know, we could publish this game, and then have some terrible term in here." So I went through and did like the what, etym- etymological. Is that what it is? Um, sort of look Find up a history of every word, each one of those words. Mm-hmm. And yeah, surprising number of them. Terrible, terrible in origin. So we had to cut those out. Um, but there's there's really good stuff. You know, like uh, whippersnappers, a good one. Rascals, great. Scamp. Scamp, scallywags, scallywags, uh, <laughs> rap scallion—it's a good one. Um, so they all have a, they all have a good vibe to. Them. I'm not sure what they're it is. just goofy yeah. words. Yeah, they're yeah. super weird. They're fun so, to say. So we're gonna try to pull those in. Um, but of course, I mean, as as I think Gavin noted, we just we tend to just make up words a lot, and the portmanteauing of them ends up making really weird creatures, anyways. So. What I'm most excited about is the uh, the dangs and the hot dangs. Yeah, which is that's <laughs> gonna be sort of a fiery. In fire infused version of the dang. Yeah. We don't even know what a dang is. Hex. hex. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have hex, hex on we got, there. We got a couple okay. of hex and a dang. Hecka. Yeah. There's a hot dang. Three hex coming in. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? That's an <laughs> army of dangs. <laughs> so, yeah. If you thought the text in Crashlands was weird, you're uh, going to be in for a treat yeah. know, coming up. But maybe we can maybe we can work some of the podcast podcast demon names in there as oh, well yeah. for some bosses. Fantastic. Oh, yeah. Maybe human. some more cross, uh, cross perks. Cross yes. Oh yeah. yeah. Listen to Build the podcast or something. Yeah, you yeah. give us you give us the name. Oh, 
Hashtag, uh, hashtag mid-century colloquialisms. You give us some good. Oh yeah, hit ads. us with those. Give us some good non-racist, non-sexist mid-century colloquialisms. <laughs> it will be harder than all you. seven of them. Hashtag, hashtag non-offensive mid-century colloquialisms. Yeah. I think we should have Adam build a little tool that just self-generates them. Because oh. the thing is, we we found they have they have some a cadence. They share some linguistic properties, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure we could just have Adam figure it out and have him write a thing that just builds out all these words that sound like. We would still need to probably double check. Yeah, that. Okay, there's probably <laughs> enough. That. This robot is even racist. When it comes <laughs> to Everything from the mid-century, even if it's generated in 2016. Well, I wanted to point out there's an interesting uh, thing about this, which is that the the idea that we're able to make the things that we think up in particular has not been a thing yet. What I mean by that is if we said, "Oh, I want to put a a robo mowing goat ghost in here," uh, up until now. Like the reason I've been practicing all the art and you've probably been seeing some of it leak onto the internet a bit is that I have not been able to actually hit a concept that we put out there in the ether accurately at all. Yeah, so the- what ends up happening is it's just sort of like a random image finder is basically what I've been. Yeah, the characters and stories in our games are not intentional. They are retconned. So whatever mm-hmm. whatever art Sam had been able to make, we would then explain it later with a story yeah so <laughs> so now like we're trying to do it the other way around like the banana arms yeah banana arms quadrupus because we didn't want to do all eight tentacles right it's supposed to be an octopus but yeah and he <laughs> couldn't draw arms and legs yeah yeah <laughs> which is why we don't make humans very often unless they're in mech suits basically yep <laughs> all right next question comes from alan falcon who asks what's the trashiest tv show that you nevertheless watched more than five episodes of <laughs> i got one what uh, Naked and Afraid XL. Oh, oh it's so good. <laughs> I also like to refer to it as Idiots in the Woods. <laughs> <laughs> it's so Have you it's, seen it, Carl? No. So the sure, premise of the show. I've seen the trailer. Uh, yeah. The premise Incredible. of the show is they take these these survivalists, these people who just, you know, are all about, I can live in any environment. And they have to strip down naked and they throw them into the wilderness somewhere. And there's, I think, something like twenty of them, and they just kind of scatter them all over the place. But they're and in, they're in, uh, they're in this some is real wilderness. This is not. They're in some real harsh areas, yeah. um, with actual, you know, things like electric eels as the only food source <laughs> and stuff <laughs> like that. And uh, and they sort of, it's weird because they have to survive for forty days, and they can tap out at any time. And the goal is to get to the end. And there's no, as far as I understand, there's no prize. Like you just are done. So. Um, there's no cash prize or anything like that. They just have to live in the woods for 40 days. And uh, they form these weird tribes and there's all kinds of weird group. Like th- the wilderness is actually not the part that gets people to leave. It's the, the group dynamics sure. of yeah. how people treat each other. Yeah, I think you know? the only one in the one that we saw was a guy who got just, he gets super dehydrated in the first three days because they could not find water. Which three is days. And it was, days. A, it was over 100 degrees and they were hacking through brush and oh, stuff. Right. I think that was the only guy who tapped out for actual environmental reasons. Yeah. yeah. Anybody else who left was like, I can't handle these pieces of garbage. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a Lord of Flies. Or yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like corporate America. Most people can put up with it unless they've got a terrible boss. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I hope we're doing okay, Caroline. Sure. You know. I guess, yeah. right. I guess we'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, great way to just soften that entry. <laughs> Speaking of which, we need to chat. Okay, what about you guys? What kind of what kind of garbage TV shows do you like? Uh, I I watch way too much stuff on Netflix, and so I've actually had to cut myself off. Yeah, I don't know if I've chatted about this, but I I tend to I tend to lean toward Netflix addiction, mm. uh, and so I've I've watched a lot of garbage on Netflix. It's easy to do. Yeah, it's easy to fall into that hole. I mean, yeah. I watched The Bachelor and The Bachelorette every single season, so it's <laughs> pretty trashy. It's super trashy. That's well, very trashy. yeah. Yeah, it's trash. I can't really argue with it. <laughs> yeah. I don't watch anything that garbage. <laughs> it's incredible though. Just for just from watching, it's kind of it reminds me of Idiots in the Woods in a sense, where you'd be naked and afraid. <laughs> <laughs> Idiots in the Woods. <laughs> the funny thing was when we were at when we were at GDC, when we were at the Games Developer Conference in San Francisco, we'd get back after all this, all the talks and meeting with people and stuff at like 7 p.m. We'd have an hour or two before we had to go out again to meet with people, and we just everybody would just sort of slurb onto the beds and just lay there. <laughs> <laughs> the sound it, it just melted. 
And then we'd put on Idiots in the Woods and watch the show because it was just so fun. It was just like a, a fun way to decompress, which I think is kind of the function of these trashy shows. You know, they're not, it doesn't involve any. Like my brain stopped working. Yeah, yeah. I could just enjoy it because it's, it's not bedtime. It's yet. just weird social interactions and stuff. But that's the reason I, why I like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette is because it's such a extreme scenario mm. psychologically for all those people. And the first, I mean, the first bit of it, the first probably half of each season is kind of just whatever because it's usually a bunch of people who don't matter to the person who's choosing at the end of the day, sort of slowly fighting it out for no reason until they get kicked off. Like you can usually tell who's going to be the top people within two episodes or so. And then all these people duke it out. And so there's always a bunch of this sort of useless drama there. But the really interesting stuff happens when it gets down to like the last three or four people. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, you have a human who has up to this point never essentially attempted to simultaneously love four people at once, and they find that they can. And then there's this like, you have to keep cutting these people. And the amount of emotional trauma is just like insane. It's I didn't crazy. even think about that. That's just, weird. It I becomes just... like The Walking Dead. It's like you can't kill off any characters in that. You yeah. yeah. You just can't let go. Yeah. Great idea. What? Storyline that recreates The Bachelor. In Butterscotch Universe. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think you could turn it into a into a Bureau of Shipping game. Yeah. Real quick. If you're trying to hire someone in, you start with a pool of 25 applicants. <laughs> Hiring simulator 2016. Yeah. It's an unpaid, you know, like an entire... Well, it's an unpaid internship thing. so you can send them out into the asteroid field to go die while collecting juice. That's right. <laughs> this, rage. I'm I'm all in. <laughs> sure, do you watch any garbage shows? Yeah, there is uh there is this uh there is this this Mandarin show. It's uh I don't remember the English name, but then it's something translates to like I am the highest princess or like I am the best princess. It's about this super rich like female like brats in oh, canada like the, was it my sweet six super sweet 16 yeah something like, like that, that. Yeah. yeah it's just about a bunch of bunch of very very rich uh young uh females uh mostly of like uh asian descent and then just how they compare their wealth to each other slam each other for their for their poor tastes of like fashions so it's and good then, watching rich people fighting. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, the, so bad. It's Wait, pretty oh, trashy. Man. But then the thing is just that, you know, the kinds of like, like, because so, like they will say things so ridiculous that, you know, in the first you just be like, why would you think of that? But as you see, as you watch them more and more, you just be like, okay, that makes a lot of sense with the way how they were brought up. Because, right, you know, if you are served, you know, if like... Ever since like you were born, you just you know you're just showered in like money and you know get whatever you want, and the people around you just flatters you non-endlessly. And you're right? taught that's what's important. Yes, mm-hmm. and then that's how you form your view of the world. And then you know like when you look at those people, like you know that's that's really how they think. They're not acting. That's that's how they think. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think trashy TV could teach us all of something. Uh, you know, different perspective. Oh, wait, have you seen? Uh, there's the. It started in. I think it started in China. Because I watch this with with my fiance and her mom whenever I go and visit as a fam, and it's a uh, it's twenty five women, yes, on like a panel, and each of them has at a, a little podium with a light on it, yeah. And a dude comes down in an elevator, yeah. What's it called? It's, called, like, <laughs> it's kind of like a matchmaking. I'm curious where I this is going. Yeah, yeah, this is it's, going. it's called if you are the one. If I you think. are the one, yeah. Yes. So the, you should watch it. It's incredible. So the a guy comes down in the elevator. And then comes out and people, so people turn off their lights if they're not interested. Okay. So the guy walks out and sometimes like half the lights go off. But then they go through and there's like, there's three separate segments where it's him talking about what he does and sort of who he is. And then it's like friends talking about yep. who he is or something. Yep. And so people are during the videos. Oh man, that's, that's potentially really demoralizing oh, for yeah. that person. Yeah. Right? You're I mean, just- if, if as people get to know you more and more, they're like, oh. No, yeah. like, well, there is also I really deeply know this person. I am definitely not interested. <laughs> yeah. There is also the reverse case. I think I remember is like so the person so 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 the person can choose whatever like they want to say in those clips. So I remember there was I think I remember there was once there was this rich guy. He didn't say anything in his first clip, and a bunch of bunch of uh, females just like you know put the lights off. And then they play the second clip, and he's like, "Oh, by the way, I'm like a millionaire. A millionaire. I have, I'll a, I have, down. I have oh, a lot no. of money." <laughs> and then suddenly, the the rest of the female. So previously, you see the, the female who are uh, like the who are left. They're just kind of like, "Okay, yeah, I don't think I would really choose him." And then when the second clip uh, plays, and they're like, "You know what? I think he is a really good guy." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My opinion just that. totally changed. You get the dollar signs. In What's eyes. interesting is the theme of trashy television. Like the the least common denominator is the. Fact that this is reality tv you've all brought yeah. up 
Yep. And yeah. it's I when I was thinking of trashy television, just trying to even come up with any shows, you know, I'm thinking of bad sitcoms like The New Girl and stuff like that. But all three of you are like, nope. It's just reality. <laughs> reality <laughs> shows. Reality yeah. shows. I mean, is, well, is you also there... know that behind the scenes, the producers and stuff, they are they are players. stirring yeah. the pot the whole time you know like they want that drama it's such stuff. a weird like media genre it is it wasn't so... there that wasn't there that reality game jam was supposed to happen years ago where all the indies Let's pulled not talk about you that. know what i'm talking about i don't really want to talk about there are articles yeah it's it was a it was a I was dumpster very, fire. as far as producers stirring the pot that's basically yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's the there's a lot of people. um yeah if you're interested uh i think adriel wallach actually wrote a really really good article on what happened yeah and it gives you a lot of insight into even if you think that people are well-intentioned and there's, you know, there's a good idea behind a show, like let's show people how, you know, how fun and cool it is to make video games and how, you know, diverse game makers can be mm -hmm. when it all boils down to it. It's all about ratings and it's all yeah. about getting people excited and all about fabricating drama, whether or not it's there. Mm -hmm. And so and the games a, community, especially the indie game community, is not a good place to try to stir up drama between oh. individuals oh, yeah. because so yeah, everybody's yeah. really supportive and and all that happened was they tried to stir up drama and everybody's like nah fuck this and they just yeah. left and they just left <laughs> it was it was just such a shitty situation and yeah. i feel really bad for everybody who was who was yeah, involved it sounds with that. terrible. yeah if you i mean if you want to read about it go read about it. we're not gonna talk about it anymore yeah. it was called just called game underscore jam i think so i think yeah yeah, it was a, yeah. check it out there yeah. are there are stories it was a few years back yeah all right let's move on uh next question comes from <laughs> Uh, Ellen three thousand. Is it? Do you think their name is actually Ellen? Ellen? It's here. here it's just so, letters. If so, that's awesome. An awesome way to spell it. I wonder if we'll see L Ellen three thousand and one. Like soon. if N. I'm thinking Andre three thousand. Yeah, it's it probably this. It's maybe like the sister of Andre. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Ellen three thousand. <3000. laughs> uh, she she he at asks how is the Crashlands user generated content creator coming along? Any other cool features to look forward to with Crashlands coming in the future? Same Dormouse85 asked a very similar question to that, yeah. so we could answer them both. Uh, their question was, it's been a while since you guys talked about the Crashland editor not being a patient, but what's going on with that? <laughs> I like that they're not being a patient. That's, I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. That's, um, like saying, that's like saying, I'm not sexist, but you sure act like a woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not being a patient, but where the fuck's that creator? <laughs> With yeah. all due respect. So. <laughs> yeah. Nothing ever good. Yeah, <laughs> with all due respect. Yeah. No offense, but. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, what are those called? Those phrases, it's like, it's trying to like seed responsibility before you say something shitty. Right? Yeah. If you, you ever know, start a sentence a with, diversion. I'm not sexist, but I'm not racist, but. Honestly, anytime yeah. it's, I'm not blank, but. But, right. yeah. yeah. I'm not do saying it. that this is the oh. case, but. That reminds me of the Krav Maga instructor. He literally said, I'm not a victim blamer, but and I but was like, All right, I'm out. Let's I'm talk out. about how victims are at fault here. Yeah, I was, I was totally. <laughs> but actually, I, that. yeah, yeah. Anyway, so, okay. So, Crash Creator, Crash Dance Creator, um, <laughs> Adam. Story. Adam has been jamming on it. Um, he's doing a bunch of work on rebuilding some of the web infrastructure to make sure that it works really smoothly and is really reliable and also affordable for us to maintain. Yeah. Because it's going to be a beast of a whole bunch of inter interlocking parts, and we're going to have to store all these campaigns online and stuff like that. Um, so I think he learned Amazon Web Services this last week, and has been also building an API for BSID. Yeah, so there's a lot a of stuff busy. happening. Um, but yeah, so right now the focus is on controller support for Crashlands and alternative control schemes. Um, and once we get through with that, we have a couple events happening, and then and then it's just full time on the on the creator. So that's yeah, about I mean, it. Yeah, that is about it. I mean, we we toyed with um, exactly how to we we want to make sure that the, the user experience for this thing is good. Well, that's <laughs> honestly all it is because yeah. it works. And and the the official Crashlands campaign was made in the Crashlands creator. Right. I mean, it's a fully functional tool. It just is impossible to understand for somebody who isn't sitting there getting a lesson from right. Adam. Yeah. So I mean, so. we will we'll be doing a basically a beta as soon as we can. But then I mean, there's gonna be a lot of testing here too because we found. I mean, there's so many problems when we used it to build the the hugeness of the story that's that is Crashlands. Um, I think when we have a bunch of people who who are learning how to use it, that's that's where stuff gets broken on accident in ways that you don't anticipate. Basically, well, and it's also the case that if you so let's say you're building a campaign and you're you know you're, you want your friends to help you test it. So you, you start building this campaign and you write a couple of quest lines and then you think to yourself, oh, actually, you know, it'd be really super cool if I added some some, you know, intermediate quests in the middle there that did all this different stuff. And so they go in and they add those quests in between and then they publish that campaign for their friends to play. 
Right. Um, what happens? Right. Because now your friends have already completed the further part of the quest. The friends have already completed the quests and they've already done everything further downstream. And so that's the kind of stuff where we've already gotten it set up so that it, it handles those kinds of things. But it's still the case that now you have a confusing situation because um, we have to auto complete those quests and so sort of intermediately and then hand your friends the uh, the rewards for those quests and make everything happen. But your friends will never see the quest. Mm -hmm. So if there's important story content in there uh, or that, you know, opens up a new branching quest that they are supposed to go do or whatever, and they just won't see it now. Um, and so this is why like the, the responsibility is going to have to be largely on the creator of the campaign to make sure they think through these things and test it. And so we have to kind of convey just how complicated it is to be updating these things in real time while having people mm -hmm. play it. Yeah, and there's... Okay. Oh, I was going to say, we even ran into a similar situation when we were putting together the demo mm -hmm. for the Science Center a couple of weeks back. We, you know, last minute we decided to add in a change where there was a trigger that prompted dialogue that you know teed off the end of that quest but then at the at the beginning you could actually skip over that trigger by just going straight to a warp yep and oh, yeah. so it skipped over the trigger for the end of the quest and then and you're so trapped broke the entire creator and we yeah. we had just updated that Yep. We hadn't thought through it. We hadn't really considered how to avoid something yeah. like that. And it that. takes it takes a lot of testing, and it, t and it takes a pretty deep understanding of all the different game mechanics. Yeah. You know, so if you if you put an item down in the game in the Crashlands Creator, you should know what that item does and how the player can interact with it. Because if you have a quest that depends on that item or whatever, um, what happens if it disappears or if the player just doesn't see it or skips it somehow? Right. So right. you have to be right. very thoughtful. Well, I mean, it's yeah. very much going to put the that actual experience of designing a game into the hands of or you know narrative structure for a particular game into the hands of all the players which is crazy because the like the actual uh sort of mental overhead for this it's essentially programming it's story programming at the end of the day it has its own interface its own language so there's a lot to learn which means that we also need to produce some basically Doc some training documentation yeah some training materials and maybe even training videos and that sort of thing just to show how these how the flow of these things go and then we have these rewind and fast forward quest tools that are actually inside the game which we may need to be able to surface and turn on and make sure that if you know say this is quest number 56 and i just modified and add to added two quests before it i need to be able to rewind so i could test those new things so there's I mean, when we built the creator we were building all these other ancillary tools to make it work so there's there's just a lot of stuff there and then on top of that um i think carol's gonna do some work to actually make it look good at the yeah. end of the day i'll be working yeah, that's on some important. designs yeah, yeah. So it right now it looks like a bunch of white boxes with black lines <laughs> yeah. around them so yeah. not, not the cutest thing so the moral of the story is we're giving you the power to manipulate time and space yeah. in the whole yeah. world but it turns out it's complicated yeah <laughs> and also with great power it comes with great responsibility so we need to have some tutorial for you yep all right next question comes from alan falcon who asks when you're driving alone in a car what do you listen to traffic sounds podcasts radio spotify my Ooh. inner monologue screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I did that one time actually. I was I was driving home from a game event and suddenly I became hyper aware of the fact that I was controlling a like you know, two ton death a machine. Two ton <laughs> death machine going at breakneck speed riding on explosions yeah and i like it was this really weird thing where i suddenly felt like connected to the pavement and mm. was was very very aware of my own speed and my own presence around other cars and i felt very dangerous and so i was just <laughs> the entire time i was my inside my brain i was just screaming wildly it is remarkable how the reality of that situation is so casual to right. so because all we do is we just we just paint a line mm -hmm. down the road and we go okay when you're going you're going 50 miles an hour this way stay on this side of the line you're going 50 miles an hour the opposite direction just make sure you stay on the other side of the line and we all just trust that that's going to work out you know there's, there's an interesting study in this though because so there's a question of they kept on making roads wider in the past uh, because it's more comfortable, of course, to drive on a yeah, but you get, wider road. You get lazier. This is the thing. So there, it turns out that if you look at traffic accident data, roads that are narrow actually have less traffic tra traffic accidents sort of per car that goes on it than these ones that are super fat lanes. People are freaking out the whole time. People are tripping <laughs> and they're actually focusing on driving really intensely the whole time because if you're like going around turns and it's a narrow mm -hmm. road and stuff. You you're really paying attention so you don't yeah stay in the line don't go flying off the cliff on your right don't hit the car on your left you know this is why you see these uh these pictures of these super windy roads in the himalayas and stuff like that yeah where the road is you know four and a half feet wide or whatever and it just goes to a straight 400 foot drop off <laughs> right. and people just 
every day drive up and down those roads no problem yeah. in their one lane i don't even know what like what do you do if somebody's coming down the opposite direction you go in reverse you go in reverse cool. yeah <laughs> back down the road and you scream both internally and externally yeah. <laughs> but no because they, they don't because it's just so casual yeah. it's weird yeah. I don't know. Just your brain is like, well, this is fine. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, anyway, what do you listen to? <laughs> I mean, I I just, just I just listen to the radio when I come to work every day and when I go home. Um, I've been meaning to put podcasts on my thing to listen to, but I kind of just enjoy the general chatter of the morning radio show hosts. They're usually saying silly stuff. Um, <laughs> Talk about trashy. I mean, I think they're hilarious. I mean, I don't I don't like the stuff where they're like, let's do the celebrity gossip piece or whatever. Yeah. I don't give a shit, but <laughs> when it comes to them just like cracking jokes about stuff, or they do kind of what we do, which is they'll they'll say, "Oh my god, this thing happened to me yesterday," mm-hmm. and then tell this hilarious story, which I appreciate. So that, that's always fun. Um, and then I just listen. That's it. Yeah. Are you? Yeah, I think I listen to a podcast. Uh, so I was uh, I was a loyal subscriber of Butter with Butter uh, Coffee with Butter with Butter Scotch. Butter yes. with Butter Scotch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I used to listen to this podcast a lot. And aside from that, you know, just listening to news and stuff from the podcast, uh, it's pretty nice. I'm a big fan of the the McElroy brothers, which they do a they used to do. They started an advice comedy advice podcast called My Brother, My Brother and Me. And they just take they take questions from listeners and they do Yahoo. And Yahoo they also questions? they also take questions from Yahoo answers. Yeah. And oh, they God. and they just <laughs> That's they, a good idea. And they mostly don't give advice and they just kind of make jokes and do, yeah. you know, comedy. But then they also have they they since have sort of they've all gone full time podcasting and they have they all have their own shows. Uh, so like one of them does a show called Schmanners, where he <laughs> he and his wife do re- research on uh you know etiquette and manners and that kind of stuff, and they talk about what you do in these different scenarios. Um, one of them has a show called Bunker Buddies, where they talk about various apocalyptic scenarios <laughs> and how you would deal with it. Um, but the best one is the the three brothers and their dad. Uh, they have a show called The Adventure Zone, where they just play Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, that's and so cool. Their campaign. Their campaigns are amazing. They have this campaign that's basically uh, a Mad, Mad Max, Max camp, Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> campaign, and it is unbelievably cool. Battle I'm wagons, right? Andy. Isn't that what they call them? Uh, yeah, they, it's a battle wagon race. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, and their yeah, their their story arc is phenomenal, and their characters are hilarious. There's a one of them plays a wizard named Taco, who's an elf, and he has this ridiculous voice that he uses, <laughs> um, and he's on a quest to to invent the taco, and so. He's, <laughs> But like so, an actual Mexican taco or yes, Japanese yeah. for octopus. Yeah, because in the universe, <laughs> in the universe where they exist, there is no such thing as a taco. Yeah. And so, so, he, so he <laughs> is trying to constantly prod the, the dungeon master to allow him to have revelations about different, <laughs> different food combinations, uh, so that he can invent this food and name it after himself. Uh, so. that's <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. The Adventure Zone. Check it out. Nice. Y'all, we should we should probably play some D and D sometime yeah, soon. Yeah, we should. We I miss it. So we used bad. to. We yeah. We, we sure day. wasn't there yet. But our old buddy, our old buddy, old, old buddy, buddy, old buddy, Stuart. Shout out to Stuart if he's listening. But Stuart was the one who got us all into D and D in the first place. He runs Earthbound Brewing on Cherokee Street, and he is one of the best dungeon masters. He just Hilarious. allows so much creativity mm-hmm. and uh, is just <laughs> so flexible. And he writes the backstories to these campaigns mm-hmm. and. He would message us all individually with our own personal backstory, so we would have information that the other players wouldn't have. And I miss being the dual javelin wielding <laughs> cleric who worships yeah. Javelos, Javelos, the <laughs> god of track and field. I think I was in your church. <laughs> you what? I was in your church. Yeah, I, I started recruiting followers. It yeah. was amazing. I was. Uh, my name is Klepsi, and I was a <laughs> thief. With a with, with a, a really with a, long, a cursed long middle finger, middle finger on one hand that was that always, always wiggling around, had no bones in it. It was like it was a tentacle. Like a tentacle. <laughs> it always tried Huge to steal things yeah. on its own. I couldn't stop it. <laughs> uh, turns out my character was somewhat, I guess, just partially, partially possessed by some big crazy demon thing. Yeah, just uh-huh. your finger was possessed. just the, you only got the finger before I got out of the cave. That was the story. I don't remember my name, but I remember I drank a hair growth serum, and so you don't, you don't want to know what my lasso was made out of. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, those were the days. <laughs> All right, next question. Before we get into I that, block uh, that from memory. <laughs> <laughs> next question comes from Cold Squid, who asks uh, or who says, "I, I got to say, I'm pumped." Slash amped to hear you will be attending PAX Prime this year, and I'm essentially, essentially jazzed to meet you. Um, 
his question, which we can talk about this in two parts, is what would be, or sorry, would be what game coding questions do you think are realistic for a Chromebook bound student? Game coding options. A so Chromebook is running. Engines. I am what know. is a Chromebook running? It's running Chrome OS, I think. So it's oh. just, it's exclusively web-based. Browser, right? Browser-based, yeah. So so how do you make a game in a browser? How do you learn how to Twine? be a game dev using only a browser? Twine So Twine is an option. That'd be a text-based adventure, choose-your-own-adventure stuff. Yeah, cool. but that's all. I mean, you can also, you can do a lot of heavy, uh, heavier functionality using uh, JavaScript. And right. I think there's there's variable. Uh, right. you, can build, you can basically build an RPG in it, can't you, if you're... I believe so. You're yeah. savvy. I mean, you can you can do a lot with Twine, yeah, if, Twine you, cool. if you try real hard. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, well, Scratch is web based, but you can't do a lot with that yet. Mm. It's not it's not a lot of functionality. But if you're just wanting to learn the basics, mm-hmm. that's a drag and drop programming interface. I have an idea. Is yeah. that you can also read a lot of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, if a big part of developing games is learning a lot of shit about basically everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just read a lot of stuff, yeah. you know, go to Gama Sutra, which is the industry site is Gama Sutra with a G. Yeah. Don't misspell that. Don't, <laughs> don't land in the wrong corner of the oi, internet. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah. And there's, there's all kinds of books you can get as well, which I believe you can use a Chromebook to order books off of Amazon That's and, then true. Buy, and then read this <laughs> like a uh, game design, a book of lenses is a good one to start. Um, and yeah, and you can also spend a lot of time just writing game design documents and trying to come up with interesting game ideas and stuff. like even if you can't write code you can still uh you know work on game get ideas. The, get the numbers or get yeah. the ideas flow get the ideas and we going. were just talking about D. you can always write tabletop campaigns oh, yeah. and play test yeah. them you can always design board, board games, games and card yeah. games i mean these are really really great exercises and all of that game design knowledge and all that game design experience carries over to video games once you actually mm-hmm. have something that you can you can use a more convenient engine like game maker or unity or game salad or something yep. um but that that would require an OS that can support it in that case. Yeah. yeah I was Mac gonna, or Windows. Mac yeah, or Windows. I, yeah. I was going to say the book that uh, Seth recommended, the Game Lenses book, that one is really good. It's really, it's, it's really good starting place. It basically, it tells you where, you know, where you can probably start off with your constraints, you know, uh, and then uh, where to go from that. Um, so, yeah, I would definitely say, you know, if you're feeling a little bit lost, you know, maybe read on some of that and that will give you a lot of ideas. Yeah, yeah. cool. Um, and I, he mentions the uh, uh, PAX Prime yeah. situation. So, r- brief recap, we got the PAX 10. and. Woo! That's what we do every time that word is mentioned out here. Someone screams. So we'll see how well these new microphones work. Yeah. yeah. There. Uh, see, I backed off a couple of feet so that I wouldn't <laughs> blow it up. It. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be going and we'll be in Seattle the second through the sixth, maybe? Whatever. Well, it is. Something like that. We'll be you in can, Seattle that weekend. You can Google labor it. Google Google it. Is it Labor Day? Labor Day. Labor Day. Uh, so we'll labor, be there. Labor, we'll be laboring. Labor Day. Um, but we got some fun plans for the, the booth set up and stuff, which uh, we have a little small space because there's. 10 of us packed into one bigger spot. Um, but we, I think we have some good ideas for how to, how to handle the demo. We ordered buttons. So you can get a Crashlands button, Lattes! which is super cool. And we got we got some pins of Hugo Duco. So if you're there, well, you'll you get should some describe Because very... I, di- I didn't know this. What is the difference between a pin and a button? So a pin is pin. essentially, pin. it's like a, think about it more like a metal cutout of you know, a particular character or shape or whatever else with the nice safety pin. Is it hand painted? It's hand it's painted. Hand painted. Well, it's, I don't know that it's, hand, what, but it's, it's painted. <laughs> it's not, it painted. it's not printed. Right, right, right. Yeah. So they paint it. It's enamel. Is that what it is? It's, yeah, it's soft enamel. And it's textured yeah. and amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there's bumps in it. Yeah, because yeah. it's got the lines and stuff. Cut. I don't know. It's beautiful. So it's we ordered <laughs> a bunch of those Hugo pins. Uh, I think like five hundred of them. Yeah, and so. it's just that little. It's sort of like a. It's like a you know a, a scout pin or a military yeah. pin or something where there's just a, a pin that comes out the back and you put a little clasp on it. Right. So uh, if you come by the booth, you can get one there, and we'll probably run out that weekend. I would assume. So well, as yeah. we discussed in a previous podcast, Sam is just going to be flinging these pins, yeah, pointy, Mister Pointy side <laughs> out, first, uh, right into Mr. people's Pokey. chests. Yeah. yeah. So and we got the buttons. So yeah. those are just little. We got Crashlands ones and the ones that just say BS on them. Mm-hmm. And the BS ones are much more rare. Uh, so we'll see people walking around those. <laughs> be fun. I'm excited for because I want people to be like, buttons. where did you get that BS pin? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. Um, so that's good. And then we made little business cards that have. 
uh, some of the crash landing posts and says we'll be showing. Yeah, they're uh, sort of like tiny, tiny, tiny mini posters. They look yeah, really good. Yeah. That's shut up, BB. Oh, oh Philip. Yeah, we named Philip. the coffee machine. We need to talk about this real quick. <laughs> yeah. We've been naming our appliances. Yeah. What so Carol brought in a label? A label you, maker. Do you have a label gun? I've got the label maker. I actually brought it with me today so that we can name <laughs> Philip. We can dub the Yeah, Philip. So the microwave is named Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Electrowave. Hannibal Electrowave. Because it is eerily quiet and creepy. Yeah. yeah. It makes no noise while it's microwaving things. It's disconcerting. It's yeah. very, very disconcerting. And then we have uh, our Mr. Coffee, which we realized the first name of Mr. Coffee is Philip. Because yesterday I said, would you fill up with some coffee? Yeah, you're I got, like, I got Philip coffee? Philip coffee. That's, that's the name. So we got to get a label on that, Philip Coffee. We're thinking about putting googly eyes on it, too. Mm -hmm. I think it's a, we need to googly eye all of the appliances. Uh, and we also have a recycling bin named Steve. Steve. S-C-H-T-E-P-H. Yeah. Steve. So we got a whole anthropomorphic kitchen set. <laughs> we haven't named the fridge yet. Or the trash can. Or the trash can. We'll get there. The It'll come. It'll, It'll come. come. <laughs> It'll come. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that concludes uh, this episode of Coffee with Butterscotch. So thanks a bunch for all the questions and for listening. We'll be pumping out some content related to your crash lands. And some you mean brunch. Stuff. Sorry, codename brunch. The um, and we'll be doing that stuff this week. And pay attention on the forums on butterscotch-shenanigans.com, the twits, the Instagrams, all the things. Yeah, just point your eyes toward the internet. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and then we're going to be starting up this uh, scoop of butterscotch thing via the website. Via the website, so we'll do uh, we'll send out a note to all of our uh, good newsletter subscribers and let you sign up for that as you like, because that's going to be weekly, and we don't want to annoy you if you don't want to be annoyed. But yeah. Yeah. you really should have dedicated your life to us. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, unsubscribe from everything else. Resubscribe Give us your to souls. Thanks for the listen. Goodbye. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.